Well, it's good to be here. I am with my friend Jason Holt. He is a missionary in Chile and uh, the Latin American director for Vision Baptist Mission. Jason, thanks for your time today. Appreciate well, thanks it. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, Jason, I was wanting to maybe speak today. Um, there's a lot of things that we say around uh, Vision Baptist Mission with our missionaries, the students and interns, uh, but we don't always explain it. And so today, uh, if we could, uh, maybe we'll talk about, a lot of times we'll say that as a missionary, you're not a pastor. Um, what do we mean by that? Um, because I think we know what we mean, but it's not always clear. And some people walk away like, ah, I'm not even sure what that's supposed to be. So when we say, just give me a initial thoughts on that, and then we'll kind of walk through the process of why a missionary is supposed to be a missionary versus a pastor. If you look at it from a biblical perspective, a pastor is someone that their responsibility is to feed the flock. And that's their their main goal. That's the word talks about taking care of the sheep, helping the sheep to avoid danger and leading them to to the grass where they can uh, feed there in the in the good pasture. Um, if you look at what a missionary is, a missionary is someone that is sent. We think of the examples we see in the book of Acts, for example, where someone is being sent, Paul and Barnabas from um, Antioch there in, in Acts 13. They go out on that first missionary journey. They come back to the church sometime later to give a report of all that God had done. And then they went to another area, sometimes revisited some of those cities. But as they went to on that first missionary journey, they went into some of these areas. They were evangelizing. They were teaching, discipling these young believers, helping them to know how to how to believe and then how to live the Christian life. And then they trained pastors. They trained mature believers to be overseers, a bishop there of that congregation, and then they moved on. So this missionary role, this, I don't, I use the word apostolic very loosely because um, ap the apostle comes from the Greek, one that's sent. Missionary comes from Latin, one that's sent. It means the same, but sometimes the apostolic authority and, and all of that uh, with Paul could, could be confusing. It's the reason why we don't use the the word, the role, because in the literal sense of an apostle, Paul had to defend his uh, apostleship, and um, we don't have apostles today, but we have missionaries that are sent ones that are doing mm -hmm. this job. Right. So, looking at it from you know from ten thousand feet, uh, one is sent that will be coming back that's helping get these churches off the ground. Mm -hmm. The other is a role of a pastor that's there in that local congregation is overseeing the congregation as a bishop, that's being an elder, a mature person, that, that's an example for them, and that is feeding the flock and taking care of the flock day in and day out, which is an extraordinarily great role and position, and we praise the Lord for pastors, but a missionary is not a pastor, and those roles are very different. So before we jump in, uh, maybe with some of the the details, specifications of it, um, allow me to say that for anybody who is listening, uh, this is not a knock on any one position being better over another position. This is just a clarification of one that is supported as a missionary full-time to go out to do a specific job is not to take another role once he's on the mission field. And I think, Jason, I, I do remember in uh, when I served as a missionary in Argentina, it was easy for me after a while. Uh, we were able to gather a group, 
Uh, people started growing. Things started happening. We started getting new ministries in the church. And before too long, within a couple of years, I was enjoying it so much that I thought, I'm just going to stay here with this flock. I'm going to have, you know, the, the church is growing numerically. People are growing spiritually. Things are happening. There's no need for me to get out. And so I kind of stayed within my walls of, you know, so many blocks and I almost forgot what my responsibility of going out and continuing to the, as Jesus said, the, to the next towns mm-hmm. uh, and to continue on. So I, I think this is a great clarification. One, because we're not knocking anybody. We're not, you know, um, I guess comparing roles. Two, we're just uh, clarifying. And three, what exactly we mean by that clarification. So uh, take it down. Let's go another level deeper. And uh, what are some of the ways that missionaries, if we're not careful, me being very guilty um, for time, and God had to wake me out of that, um, what are some ways that we become tempted to stay as a pastor when we should hand that over to somebody else so that we can continue being a missionary? One of the big temptations whenever you're first planting that church on the field is you're there preaching Sunday after Sunday, you're organizing that kids ministry, you're organizing that outreach on a, on a big weekend. And the truth is you can do it better than anyone else in your congregation in the early days, because everyone in your congregation are new believers. They're just growing. They're just cutting their teeth on, in, in ministry. Many have never seen a mature, developed church. And as a missionary, we've had opportunities. We've had training and many times we've grown up in good, healthy biblical churches, and we could probably organize and, and execute better than anyone else. And as you train others, as a missionary, we're always looking to train, delegate, evaluate, give some feedback, and, and keep going through that process. You know, you watch me do it, and then we're going to do it together, and now you do it, and I'm going to watch you do it, and now you're going to do it on your own. You're always working toward that. But sometimes missionaries, they they enjoy it so much. And I'm with sure. you. I, I was I was there and am still there at times where I really enjoy this. I enjoy doing the preaching. I enjoy organizing. I enjoy overseeing as a bishop this this ministry that God's given us here in, in this country. And I really want to be involved in the nitty-gritty details. But it's just like having children. When we have children, um, our goal is to help them as they get into their teen years and their young adult years to become independent, responsible adults. Mm -hmm. And they need to learn all the different things and they need to actually do it. You know, we talk about furlough sometimes being a time where your teenage kids can get their driver's license. They can get a job. They can learn how to fill out an application, how to pay their taxes, how to interact with other adults in professional settings. And all of that's just part of of their maturing process. Well, let's take that concept over to the church level. We want these young believers as they grow and they're showing their faithfulness and their their ability to to learn and apply what they're learning. Great. Um, They're moving up in their their involvement in the church. Well, we want to train them to preach two-minute messages, five-minute messages, the children's church message, the the teen retreat message, the men's meeting, the ladies meeting, uh, whatever it might be, we're giving them opportunities to teach, to preach. And then in our absence, eventually, they'll be the ones there in the pulpit preaching mm-hmm. in our absence because we we want to be absent. And if we think about using a Pauline method or even Jesus 
although um, his ministry, uh, you know, he was training the disciples and, and taught about the church in Acts, I'm sorry, in Matthew 16 and Matthew 18, and then uh, multiple times the church was mentioned. We really see it developed in the, the book of Acts as these missionaries went out. They're thinking about multiple places, multiple pastors, multiple churches. So if you go into that first church plant thinking somewhere around two to three to four years, five years, depending on how the Lord works, we really need to be starting a second church. And we really need to have a mission or a Bible study in different areas. And we need to get things going in different places. And we need to, I'm not able to be here pastoring in a typical traditional role. I'm trying to, to reach other areas and we're trying to train up leadership in internally that can lead these ministries. If you, if you have that mindset, it will lead you down the missionary path. But if you have the mindset, I'm going here and I'll be the pastor and as God works, we'll see what we do later on down the road. Oftentimes, without meaning to, you end up just mm-hmm. serving as a pastor. And and some of those best guys. So, in the pastoral role, um, maybe the, the the best, the top guys, they become your assistants and they help you build that church. Whereas in a missionary role, those top guys become the X thirteen principle of now we need to send them out to start more churches, to do more works. I'm releasing more than I'm, you know, holding back. Um, I do remember when we started a second church plant, this, uh, I'd already had those feelings and this guy walked up to me and he said, uh, pastor, I would like to talk to you. I said, sure. And he said, um, his name was Marcos. And he said, um, uh, pastor, don't you forget that we were the first ones. (laughs) And he said, you can't love them and help them. And, you know, and I thought, you're right. I can't. But at the same time, I was like, you know, God snapped, like, you know, flipped me upside the head and like, uh, yo, this is not all about just one church. You know, you're supposed to, we put on our prayer cards that we're multiple church planners. We start churches, you know, plural. And uh, I was settling into, I want to say right here, we're gathering all this stuff up and we're just going to keep it right in the, the silo or the seed bin for us. And uh, I felt like God was saying, no, 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 there's other people elsewhere that need to go out. And that changed my mentality of now let's prepare them to go out, not prepare them to stay and help me look better. And uh, that that was one of the big things. Um, maybe even, you know, sending or even supporting other missionaries as they go out, other church planners. And there were a lot of, all right, give us maybe some uh, another step or other ways that we can help the people understand it's not only about us. There's a world out there that needs Jesus. And uh, so how can we do that um, to help our people understand and us to not get too settled in? Maybe that, you know, like the eagle messes up the nest that like we're not so comfortable that we only want to stay. Sometimes furloughs can be helpful. Going to um, the regional conferences that we have in our mission board are helpful. Uh, listening to podcasts like this sometimes can be helpful. Conversations with veteran missionaries can be helpful because our mind oftentimes ends up drifting into the local church ministries, which are wonderful, is sure. beautiful, is glorious, is biblical. And that pastoral role is a role of such honor and importance. And at the beginning, missionaries were serving in that. But we need to constantly remind ourselves what the ultimate goal is as a missionary. And mm-hmm. um, being around others, having conversations like we're having today, being reminded about the biblical pattern, how we should be praying, how should we, we should be Um, interacting with those in our church, all those things are important. One of the things that we've done in Chile, 
our typical churches are preaching through um, different books of the Bible or different series um, on a regular basis. So the idea is in your local church, you're being fed, you're growing, you're maturing, the body of Christ is being edified. But we set up strategic points where we'll have teen rallies, we'll have um, teen camps, we'll have men's retreats, we'll have conferences where all the churches will come together. And we started this back when we only had one church with the conferences and the, the teen rallies and the special activities. And in some of those moments, we'll challenge the group of maturing believers, you know, this body of Christ is being edified day in and day out with, with biblical teaching on, on any number of areas that come up as you preach through the Bible. Um, but these particular moments, we're challenging them to consider the world, yeah. to consider that people need to hear the gospel. We've been called to reach the world with the gospel. I don't think that a missionary needs to preach a, a surrender your life to be a missionary message Every week in his local church context, it might not be the best way to sure. balance um, feeding the flock and, and taking care of your responsibilities whenever you are the lead preacher there for that congregation. But we should, uh, there'll be little comments and, and applications throughout throughout many different texts that, that we can apply these principles, but set strategically times up. Right. And especially with young young people, young adults, college students, um, in, in, in men's retreats where you challenge them to consider the need, the necessity to reach the world with yeah. the gospel. And I think that as you feed the flock in a, in a regular way, when you're that young, um, that the missionary pastor, if you will, at the beginning, you're trying to work your way out of that pastor role, but you're challenging them on a regular basis about the Great Commission and starting churches and surrendering lives, then we trust that God's going to do the work. But yep. if you're not strategically mentioning it, if you're not presenting that challenge, if you're not giving it to them straight and and strong, like we find it in God's word, the commandment to go to the, all the world, to leave comforts, to leave home, to leave family, to reach others, to live for eternity. If we're not um, helping them to know, take the cross, follow Jesus, that's what a real disciple is, mm-hmm. then, then um, they might not understand the necessity, the commandment that's been placed on them as believers in, in a local church context. Amen. So dear friends that are listening, um, the the whole thought pattern, it, be a missionary, not a pastor. Uh, you're setting somebody else to pastor that church. You're continuing to start more churches. You are moving forward. You're not settling down. You're continuing and advancing the gospel and uh, the kingdom of our Lord. This is a big issue this is a big because churches are supporting you to go out and start. You know, I mean, you're start you're planting seeds in all different areas so that the gospel can advance. And sometimes it, it is easy for us to settle down. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with with being a pastor. Yet you would need to turn in your support and uh, stay right there unless you're going to keep moving forward. And so, Jason, I appreciate your time today, and uh, I appreciate this specific subject. Um, maybe any last words that you would like to say towards our friends that are listening about keep moving forward. I think you already said, you know, listen to the podcast, uh, you know, go to meetings, talk to veteran mission, different things that is going to keep stirring you because when we kind of isolate ourselves, we just, my idea is the best idea because it's the only idea. Um, so keep listening. So any last words of encouragement for our friends as we conclude this time of being missionaries, not pastors? 
Furlough is the gift. And it's a gift because you know that you have a responsibility to your home church, your sending, your supporting churches, uh, your family, and many other things where you you have to come back to the states. And because of that, you you have to be absent from your church, mm-hmm. which this forces you to to come face to face with the reality of sure. I can't be the pastor of this church, at least for a year. I'm going to be back in the states, right. and you've got to prepare ahead of time. When you start that second church and that third church, it really helps because you end up telling the first church, I love you all. I'm committed to helping sure. in any way possible. I'm not going to be able to be here this week during multiple times because I'm helping over here. Mm-hmm. And now we got two churches going and now we have a Bible Institute and I'm not able to, but this other guy that I'm training, he can come by your house and he can help you with all that. And I would love to, but I'm not able to. Right. He can. And those absences where multiple cities or multiple areas in your city, multiple churches, your training guys, all of that facilitates a, a poor pastorate. <laughs> yeah. And I say that in, in a You're strategic right. way where I can't be a good pastor because I, I, there, there's, I have these trips. I have to be back in the States. And, and I'm really a missionary pastor. I'm helping here for a short time. But this guy is being trained. He's been called by the Lord. He showed himself faithful. He yeah, can help yeah. you. And so embrace some of those planned absences, those times where you're not able to be in both places. It's good that you can't be in both places at the same time. Sure. Furloughs, all those things are great. Amen. Well, I appreciate your time today, Jason. Uh, thank you very much. And thank you, friends that are listening and watching.